0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Okay, we're here. I'll show you. Dude, this is a
2: national ballpark museum. They've got displays about all the great old ballparks, not old ballplayers.
1: And I do mean old. Hey, that's not what I heard. I heard they got a display that features the first homegrown Colorado Rocky. That would be me. Okay, look, there's Bruce Hellerstein over there. He owns the place. Let's go ask him. Hey, that's fine with me. Hi, Bruce. How's it going? Manny, Mark. Good to see you guys. Come on in. Hey Bruce, Manny here doesn't believe me. He doesn't believe you've got a Mark Knutson display here at your museum. Well, he's sort of right. Right over here, we've got a display all
3: about the Denver Zephyrs. I'm pretty sure Mark's Zephyrs baseball card is in there somewhere.
2: Oh, his minor league card. I gotcha. Hey, it's something, right? If you say so.
1: So, you two just come down here to see the displays? Actually, we're getting ready to do our podcast.
3: Oh, wow. That's great. I had no idea they let you back on the air, Mark. What's your show called?
1: It's the Park Adjusted Rockies Podcast. And now, here are your hosts,
3: Mark Knudsen and Manny Randhawa.
1: Baseball's winter meetings were uneventful for the Colorado Rockies. Is that a sign they plan on embracing the youth movement? On this week's episode, we connect with Drew Kreisman from Mile High Sports to get his take on the lack of off-season activity and how much fun it might be to watch the kids play at Coors Field this spring. What Rockies will benefit from the rule changes and what former Rockies should have their uniform numbers retired. All that and more next on the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. We're back right after this.
0: For the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars past and present, look no further than DenverAutographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall. Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at DenverAutographs.com.
1: The place to catch all the big game action is at Stoney's Bar and Grill, now with four great locations, including Winter Park and the original at 11th and Lincoln. Great food, great service, and unrivaled game day atmosphere. There's no better place to watch your favorite teams in action. To find out more, check out stonysbarandgrill.com. Many winter meetings have come and gone. Uh, The Rockies did what we expected them to do, nothing, stood pat. I'm in the camp where I think that's a good thing, because when it comes to spending money on free agents, the Rockies have not done very well in that area. In fact, they've sucked at that area over the last five years. The trade market's still going, and as far as we know, nothing's happening there. But maybe our guest, uh, Drew Creesman from Mile High Sports, will have some other thoughts on uh, the Rockies' trade po- possibilities with the free agents seem to be no longer part of the deal.
2: Yeah, I, I think I, I'm with you. I think it's a good thing that the Rockies are where they are. It's always interesting when you you thought, you know, there might they might be in on Bellinger. And, you know, I talked to uh, Bill Schmidt for a story. I was covering for Thomas for a little bit, and I was talking to him about, yeah, non. We're on the non-tender deadline, and and he was talking about a center fielder at that point. And you know, they they made it clear that they wanna they wanted to explore and see what was out there. And sure. So uh, the fact that they did not do anything, I'm I'm good with that. I mean, I think that this is a team that needs to get its footing and figure out what it is first, and then yeah. at that point they can go and try to build around whichever of the kids does pan what out. they does what yeah. they need to do and pan out. Yeah, yeah exactly. So we let's ask our you know, guest. Yeah, he's a, he's missed. We're honored to have Drew Drew Kreisman on on with us, uh, back back on the show, friend of the show. Drew, thanks for being here. And what are your initial thoughts on where we are right now on December 12th
3: with the Rockies? Uh, Yeah, no. First of all, appreciate y'all having me. Always always a blast to talk baseball and Rockies baseball with you. It's funny because, yeah, I... I really do, from a position player standpoint, want to see what they've got with the guys that they have, like, like you were just talking about. I always thought it was weird, because I've been in a couple conversations also, Manny, with Bill Schmidt, where he talked about center fielder very openly. Yep. And I thought, you know, that that's interesting, because Jonathan Daza is not an exciting ball player, but he's certainly not the dregs of the league. He just put up a 1.1 baseball reference bar season. You know, he's he's a 300 hitter. I know that's not what he used to be, but he makes good contact. He's a good defender. He just hits no power. Right. And so I've always thought less than center field, specifically the Rockies, what they need is more power in the lineup. They need to hit more home runs. Let's talk specifically about what they need from a position player standpoint. They need to hit more home runs. And. When you say standing pat, I think a lot of times it makes it sound like, oh, so there will be no changes for the opening day roster next year. But I actually see a lot of potential extra home runs just by showing up on opening day with obviously a healthy Chris Bryant is a big thing. But then you're going to have guys like Tolia and Montero and Tovar for an entire season, all at spots last year where you were getting very little power, right field, shortstop, and wherever they managed to work. Montero in for the full season, getting more at bats. Uh, you know, presumably some at DH, some at third base, and platoons, whatever. So with with those guys, that's like four position players that I just named. Before we even get to the whole, can Zach Veen start to to figure in at some point, right? Yeah. So, so I think you can no, get more ahead. home runs. You need pitching. They need no. pitching in here, and no. and that's why I don't mind because. They shouldn't pay big bucks for pitching. And that's all that the offseason has been so far is that. And that's where they start. But I still see plenty of pitchers out there. I hope they look I hope they're not done from a free agency standpoint. I'm usually with you on this. Don't spend big on uh, or just don't spend a ton in free agency at all uh, well, because
1: they've great. been so it terrible. Exactly.
3: Out. Have a great track record on there. Yeah. So that's exactly. A, that. Exactly. That's not, not to they, say that the past should should um, right predict the future. But, right, but they they just need pitchers, right? However, you get them, trade for them, sign them. There's a few names out there I, I think are interesting. I've always said you got to go diamond in the rough style. You got to go reclamation project style with pitchers. Uh, it, it's remarkable. Chad cool you, types. Chad Cool is is a perfect example. Or, or going back in history, guys like Tyler Chatwood or uh, Jorge De La Rosa being the best. One. Even Daniel Bard, they, they pick that yeah. guy up. He had tape on his jersey at spring training i was there at that weird spring training where he had tape on his jersey and now they should have just by the way they so
2: should weird. have just let him keep the tape on there and just let him <laughs> run with it cuz there's the me- <laughs> the meme's great. out the meme is there and and you you know you might as well just play along and and, and run with it that would have been great really
3: yeah. mark were you at any of those many i know you were some no, of the weird that
1: was that was the covid year training. so i i don't think too many of us were were down i wasn't down there that was I, the I just, most bizarre i know well hey listen i played yeah. on the team I played on the Inaugural your team where we had name tags, you know, hello my name is because we're all a bunch of newbies and nobody knew anybody. And I was getting all the media attention because I was the only one the reporters knew because I was local. Um, um one thing that Bruce that was, said I want
2: to I want to I want to before we leave that topic or I forget, I just wanted to jump in with um he mentioned that the, the how much money is being spent. Brandon Nimmo for 8 and 162. I mean, pass. no. I mean, yeah, that's that like, I time. mean, Thank what you. what they, what they, what they, Thank you. they, they were not, I, I never thought they were swimming in that end of the pool anyway, within Nimo. Um even before like all these long, long deals with big money, big AAVs uh, started coming down the, down the pipe. So I, I don't, I, that's definitely not worth doing. And uh, I think, uh, so I'm with you guys. It's just, it's, it's going where, where they are.
1: Last week we had Thomas and we were talking about Billinger one-year deal he got a one-year deal you either you guys know how close the rockies offer was to what he signed for with the cubs
3: no idea i mean they say there's no such thing as a bad one-year deal and i, I tend to agree that said 17 and a half million for a guy who hasn't been close to worth that for two years is is tough if you've got yeah. a limited off budget and if that's your entire off-season i don't think bellinger is a good use of it so let's tax. the best well, anybody still
1: let... interested in, in Andrew Benatendi? I've been beating that drum for a while because he's yes, a contact guy, he's a leadoff guy. I'm not sure he's in fact, I'm sure he's probably not a better center fielder than Daza. He seem. is a better he hitter. He's a better anymore, on base. He? And he's not really a center fielder to begin with, but he could he could play out there and he made kind of, contact was an all-star last year. So he's an upgrade from Daza. But again, long term, would you go long? I wouldn't go multiple years with something like that.
3: No, I I mean, I I tend to agree. And I I think this is really interesting that I'm I'm getting this question a lot now, like is despite the fact that Zach Veen hasn't played any center field so far, he absolutely has that skill set. The guy stole 55 bags last year. It's like he's got the speed, power, he's got a good arm, he's a good defender, all of those things. Uh, They're trying to preserve him a little bit by not having him do that. And they prefer him in the corners because they want him to fill out a little bit and, and really be a power guy. But his rookie year, if that's what he's best suited for, wouldn't you rather do that than, like you said, commit on a long-term deal to a guy who's maybe not even really a center fielder, like trying to fit the square peg in the round hole or whatever (laughs) that
1: although bean, bean's not bean is not ready he had a miserable time at double a last year right. he's not he's not ready yet he needs to conquer double a and then at least have a taste of triple a before he comes up here but so he's not ready but you know spilly was on with us a few weeks ago and and he the profile of a center fielder for spilly was what does it is right this young guy not going to hit much going to sure. bat ninth going to play good defense and, and make some contact but it's not somebody that you're counting on to hit home runs he's just a guy patrolling that vast space out there. That was Spilly's idea and Daza kind of fits that.
3: I've got no problem with Daza in center, which is why it's funny because I was so happy when Bill Schmidt came out and was giving us like specifics and his specific process and all of this because the last guy, you know, didn't ever do that ever. <laughs> but I I I was perplexed because I was like I don't think I agree with any like Daza's more than capable of handling that position until you can really find a massive upgrade. Not only that, you've also got Randall Grichik there, who had a weird year last year and wasn't quite what we had hoped, but still, you've at least got a very solid floor in center field with Daza and Grichik. Like I said earlier, I don't think you need a new center fielder. I think you need to hit more home runs. Well, on that topic too, I mean,
2: I, I would say, let's get down to the, to the, let's drill down to the very core of this this is a team that is not going to win a division next year. It's not, it's looking, it's going to try to, if everything, if a lot of, if most things work out for them, they will be in the playoff hunt in late September uh, because now of the, with the third wild card. Yeah. So it's going back to the same point that, that you guys started this, the show with, which is they didn't do anything so far. Great. Good. That's a good thing because don't just shoot yourself in the foot by paying somebody who is not going to be here in four years. Or who's who, he's going to be on the back end of a ba- of a contract, the bad end of a contract? When you're starting to get good, and, and you have a chance to start to get really good, and to if you if you do the right things right now, right now you have this window of time where it's like we're not competing. And you know, I'm I'm wondering if the Rockies they won't say the quiet part out loud, but is the quiet part what it, in my opinion, should have been about three years ago? That as soon as Arenado was gone, I think I I didn't have any. Confidence, the story was going to stick around, but the quiet part is we're not competing in the next couple of years. Let's just let things. us just let things play out. See how the how the kids do now that the kids are starting to arrive. Let's see how the kids. That's do. the R word.
1: That's that's a rebuild, and, and right, they didn't, and
2: they don't have to say it because no. they're not. We know that, but maybe they're starting to think it at least. Yes, and if they're starting to think it, maybe there's some progress. Maybe there's some hope for this club that by twenty five or twenty six, they are like legitimately preseason contenders and the question I have is what do they need to do other than if anything other than watch how these guys develop I mean you got half your lineup if not more is going to be young young players who are just mm-hmm. trying to make their make their mark and figure out what they, and we're we're trying to see what they are And the Rockies are trying to see what they are other than that is there anything they really need to do in 2023 other than let the children play see what happens and then once you start to see who emerges build around that
3: yeah, I mean, I I think that's hundred percent right, and I guess the uh, Mister Positivity part of it that that Mark likes to hit that's me you, with is that you w- would say that uh, you know I just I don't think that one that necessarily constitutes a, a rebuild. So it's certainly not the kind of tear down, you know, classic four no, rebuild it's that, that we yeah. think it, right. They're they're never going to tank. Nope.
1: They're they're never going well, to. I think it's
3: really something more than what purpose. they
2: do is what we're saying. Something more than what they do usually, which is we're going to win now
3: the, the, every well, the, year.
2: And, and it's and not the it's difference. Not I
3: think here is that those two goals maybe just through some luck of the cosmos happen to actually be aligned for once. Because I think both, from a long term standpoint, like you were just saying, Manny, letting the kids play is the thing that makes the most sense. And it, it also works out that it doesn't. Dick Montgomery doesn't have to spend any money, so he's happy That's with fun. that idea. And then. I think from a competitive standpoint, it actually does make the most sense to see what you have in Michael Tolia, to see that guy has the ceiling of an all-star and the floor of a guy who won't be in baseball in a year and a half because he strikes yeah. out 40% of the time you need to know which of those two things it's going to be you just is can't he make a good tovar? decision
2: you can't make good decisions based on what you have right now which is a, a lot of unknown right
3: right so much unknown tovar we've talked about right we 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 see a pretty good floor there but there's a huge difference between a great defensive shortstop who can hang a little bit offensively and a great defensive shortstop who can hit you 20 Twenty-five home runs a year th- that's a massive <laughs> difference in yep. things right uh and so i think they've got a lot of those guys on the roster right now uh we know what a crap shoot the pitching can be anyway so to go out and sign big name guy big name guy this is the perfect year to go out and get a bunch of random dudes uh they're pretty with, good at that with arms, yeah, they have a good attacked. track record there. That's what's amazing. They when They do. sign yeah. big name contracts. We all remember Hampton, Nagel, these these guys that haven't worked out over the years. But then you can point to a bunch of the little. One of their best contracts ever was Greg Holland, right? Yeah. right? The Where only they,
1: that was Jeff Bridges' only successful free agent signing. If you look at right. War, that's only. right. And.
3: And so it's like you have a tracker record of success doing that. But there's also, of course, the risk you run that. Well, the fact that these guys are reclamation projects means they're just done. Right. And But I also think this is the perfect year to do it because there are other they have veterans in a show me spot. Blackman, show me if you've got anything left or if this is it and you're done and we're moving on. Marquez, Marquez, yeah. the biggest show me year of all of them. Agree. Right. Because that contract is up and they have tried to build this rotation and to some degree, this franchise around him, and he has not lived up to his potential. Last year was the worst season nope. of his career by far. If he comes out and finally shows that he can be that Cy Young type of guy, maybe you assign him to a big contract and he is a big part of your future. And if not, he's gone. So until you know the answers to those questions, yeah, big show me, I'm, I'm with you, Manny. I think
1: that's a they really will, good point. They will not use the R word. No, Uh, and ironically, the reason is because of Generation R back in 2000 in the early 2000s when they were building what became a World Series team. They 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 marketed Gen R, right? This is the new way, you know. We got the the whole whole guys come up Brad Hopp and Gary Atkins and the rest of them, and Matt Holiday and everyone else will come up. And it but it took them what seven years, six, seven years to get good, and they actually lot that's when their ticket sales tanked that was the only time they didn't draw a lot of people during that so they'll never go back there they'll never market it this way again but is there a way they can embrace the rebuild and let everybody know hey we're going with young kids because they've just been horribly silent on all this well i think they're going to stay silent on it manny that that makes people think they're not doing anything but yeah yeah but here's the thing
2: i think they're okay with that and that's the thing is i think that they they have taken so much of a beating in the last four years five years that what's a little more I think that they're yeah. gonna. I think if they just sit back and watch what happens and don't say anything, which they're good at not saying anything, sit back and see what happens. Uh, for once, I I don't I don't think it was good for. I don't think it was a good strategy to not say anything during the unironado thing. I don't think it was a good strategy to not say anything during story. I don't think it was a good strategy to not say anything in nineteen and twenty. But now, it's a good strategy, man. Don't do anything. No. Don't say anything. Just. Watch and see what happens. And then like, like what Drew's talking about, you have to assess what you've got. If you don't know what you have, hopefully you value it correctly. They've had a history of uh, arguably overvaluing a lot of their people. If they value their guys correctly. And at the time that, you know, within a year, like if we're sitting here this time next year, we're going to have a lot of questions answered. Yeah. That we don't have answered okay. right now, and so that it will be the same for them. And then maybe they can start talking about plans at that point. But I don't think they need to say anything right now.
1: Hey, Drew, Drew, you're you follow the minor league system really well, especially yeah. the lower minors. You know names that, I mean, you write about people that most people haven't heard of heard of yet. But as Manny just said, there these guys, this organization just latches onto those guys, and and they're gold until they're not. That until makes after it hard to make until a while
2: after they're not. Right.
1: Yeah, often. yeah, that makes it hard to trade. That makes it hard to make trades. And I think mm-hmm. the teams that, that the teams that are doing this right, not tanking, but doing this rebuild right, use the trade market more than the free agent market. And they have trade chips. They have CJ Crone. Okay, probably not till the All-Star. They've break also got
2: some guys in the lower lower teams, right? Of the they have some depth. That, yeah. For
1: instance, they have a lot of shortstops. I think in the lower minors, right. don't they? Yes. Could you see them making any trades? I mean, obviously, at the All-Star break this is the most prominent time but before the season even are they will they ever consider doing that because that to me is the way to replenish the farm system
3: yeah i i tend to agree and to get a little bit into the conversation you you two were about to have there i i tend to lean more toward trade some of those younger guys because the veterans who've proven that they can be good and consistent at coors field even even position player wise those guys are a rare commodity and and the just knowing that they can do it. I, and I just, you know, I love CJ Crown Anyway, <laughs> actually everybody loves CJ Crown Crone is kind but,
2: of built for Coors. And,
3: and, okay, and, went, just and before, a perfect that's true, and before, that's his true, hand, but... before
2: his hand injury, which came at an awful time, if the Rockies were going to deal him, cause it came right then around, around the, the, the trade deadline right. um, or just before. I mean, yeah, his numbers fell off a cliff on what? the road, but <clears> he was at this ballpark.
1: Okay. He might be built for this ballpark, but he's also blocking Toglia. Montero and now this, oh, Nolan Jones can play a little first base. They got too many first basemen, and you got a guy if if he's healthy at the All Star break and he's and he's doing damage, he's marketable, and that's the kind of guy you got to trade because he's not your future.
3: Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how many years crohn has got left in him, and I, and I agree that if he's gone, then Tolia totally can take over at first base. But I got him in right field for for now. So, um, but but I I would be very interested. In years past, I've. Said you got to be careful about trading prospects too, and don't trade any prospect pitchers. One hundred, never, ever, that's ever, true. should the Rockies. <laughs> you, gotta, you should never do that. But yeah, you're right, so m- right. Well,
2: so much goes into uh, drafting in the drafting in drafting yeah. process about what they want. Right here yes. in this program, that if they let them go, that's a lot of um, a lot. It's you're giving up more
3: than the arm, right? And their recent track record is actually pretty good with guys like John Gray, Kyle Freeland, or, or even Marquez wasn't there for too long, but still a little bit in their system, Sensatella and so on. But uh Adiel But they Amador. need more
1: of those guys. They, they don't they, have enough of them. They
3: need pensions. an army of them. They, they need right. a, yeah. It'd be great to see, by the way, if Riley Pint can factor into the bullpen next year. What a mm. cool story that's been. But yes, at the lower levels, they've got not only a lot of guys who who have a little bit of sizzle, if I may use such a word, as, as a prospects. But uh, as you were saying, Mark, they've got positional crossover. So mm-hmm. back to our conversation about this being a learning year. One of the things you can do if you learn that, yeah, Tovar's the guy tovar really can hang and, and we're gonna on some level commit to him they've got a couple of those middle infield prospects most notably a guy i really like named Nadia amador who has flirted with maybe even been in a, in the top 100 prospects uh that's a that's a great guy was who, a shortstop who now if you've got your shortstop of the future now you can move him uh i think he's still 20 years old he's in in, in the lower levels and you can probably get something you, you could bring in some pitching help if the team if if somehow the the luck gods flip the coin and the early season goes the other way for the rockies and all the young guys are hitting home runs and instead of moving out crone you're trying to get them pitching help or whatever uh those are the types of lower level prospects uh that i'd love to see them move they, they got a few of those they, they've got a bunch now of these uh outfielders because it's funny they were talking about acquiring outfielders because they have not only zach veen uh brenton doyle the guy who was on my show uh, a mile high sports podcast last year a really interesting guy sean bouchard very quietly played
0: very yeah. well
3: at the end of last year mm-hmm. uh, and so they've got a, a few of these guys in addition to uh, you know what's going to happen with connor joe or whatever yeah. i thinks more of a bench guy but still a, a valuable player so Whoever of those guys you're not using, you can trade to get some relievers and some and some rotation depth in here. And I'm with you. They absolutely should. I, I, I just I'm just gonna say because we're 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 mentioning prospects here and there, um, I will
2: never I've not met the man yet, but I will never forgive warming burn how do you say his last name? Bernabell. Warming burnabell burnabell. I will never forgive him for not being a pitcher for being oh, a yeah, Warming. Can't warming. Have that would have been so warming. much fun. Warming, yeah, warming. Maybe he'll because you know guy position players who come into pitch don't really warm up very much. I guess they get a few warm up tosses, but I had yeah. to throw that in there because you spend uh, you spend it, too
1: much time around Thomas. Warming, it upsets me.
2: No, it, no, well, there up. you know, as much as I hate to say it, there are some. How, how about about this though?
1: Now. When he comes to bat, you can say warming's up. Is warming up?
3: Warming's up.
2: I don't know, man.
1: It's it's not as satisfying.
0: It's is not
2: it? a satisfying as satisfying, Warming is warming up. in the pen.
3: You yeah, know, that's <laughs> anyway. It's hard to beat. You're right. You're right. Uh, there's plus two, there's like they would have had warming club.
2: and cool. No, well, oh, cool if they bring back cool, cool they're not going <laughs> to bring back cool probably, the boat on warming and cool. Man, oh yeah. man, they just <laughs> missed some so
1: many. They did. Thomas opposite. was uh, unhappy. There are too many guys for this roster for 26 roster spots. Right? Too many guys. Somebody's weird? not going to make. Somebody's not going to break camp with the big club. Yeah. Um, who are we thinking that's going to be? Is Toglia not going to start with the big club? Is Montero not going to start with the big club? Uh, Alan Trejo might have a spot. I mean, who knows? There's there's a lot of uh, ifs right now.
3: I, back to Manny's point, I think the way and even to your question, the way they say without saying that they're going with the the kids, that they're doing something a little different is to run the high potential guys out there. And, you know, w- with all apologies to guys like Alan Trejo and Connor Joe, you know, I thought actually one of the signs that they're doing things a little differently was the Garrett Hampson thing. Yeah. You know, just Agreed. to be like, you know. Yep. Agree him loose. the skills, the tool, the Sam Hilliard trade. Another yep. thing, a guy they like, they love both of those ball players, but just when it's not it's not working here. Mm-hmm. And we need more from these positions. So I think it's time you I think you've gotta not only have Tolley on the roster, I think you've got to have him and Montero. One of those guys needs to be a regular starter on opening day you know, however you're getting them there. It's a little more complicated for Montero because as we've talked about in the corners, they're kind of set. But, you know, I I think it's going to have to be those other guys. Um, You know, I've even wondered about uh, flipping randall Grichik, as i mentioned with his weird season and and just sort of kicking that can the the rockies took half the contract from the jays right can they find mm-hmm. someone else to take the other half and flip him for something because he's pitching made... again yes exactly young pitching exactly young right confident. um so that because you don't need to learn anything about randall Grichik, uh True. you know you, you you need to be playing these guys that you're learning things. About. I agree
2: hundred percent. You've got to you've got to take advantage of the what what Drew has called the learning season here. You gotta mm-hmm. take advantage of it and milk as much as you can out of it. you gotta got you've got to play guys as much as possible who are trying to who you're trying to, you know, discern what they've got and, and what they can give you or not give you. And playing guys like Randall Gritchick, all respect to him, veteran guys like that, where they don't necessarily need to be getting those um reps and they don't need to be getting those uh starts. You don't. You shouldn't be playing them. So yeah, I, I agree, agreed. I don't know. You know. You don't know who's who would be willing to take that contract on, but or half of it or whatever it is you're willing to pay down versus what's remaining. But huh. you've got to play guys that you 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 want to look at. It's like it's like it's just extended spring training for the whole yeah. season. I, mean, I, was- I
1: mentioned I mentioned generation R. Uh, another another word for that was Todd and the toddlers. Todd Helton <laughs> had a bunch of youngsters around him. Now Chris Bryant's in that role. Yeah. Uh, how's and Chris he, Bryant? And by the way, his- he
2: relishes that. Yeah, he Helden? wants that. Uh, no, Chris, no, no, Bryant, Chris Bryant. He loves yeah. being the older guy now.
1: Well, let's see. How's he's he gonna do it? How's he gonna do with that? Uh, yeah,
3: I, I think he's gonna be great. I think Manny's right. And and no slight to Charlie Blackman. I will also here's what I'll say about Charlie Blackman. I think it's good that he's gonna be like the the godfather or the grandfather of the group, and and sort of we all know that Charlie is intense, right? very intense and i'm sure he has an endless well of wisdom to impart upon these youngsters but this is a fun loving young group of players as you mentioned mark i've watched these guys a lot of them since they were like 18 years old Mm -hmm. and this is an unusual group for the rockies who've been very buttoned up through the nolan trevor charlie years it's been a very serious team and with ryan mcmahon starting out and now little brendan rogers and tovar especially and these guys they like to have fun and chris bryant i think is the perfect leader for this particular group of guys because he can do both he can be very intense and he knows what it takes to win a world championship but yeah yeah he's a warm presence he's 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 that guy who makes everyone feel like could be your friend you know we've I've talked before about it. he's basically that kid in high school who was so popular that even even the kids who want to hate all the popular kids can't quite hate him because he's really nice to them too well, the, pro-
2: you know I mean? yeah, the problem is is that you can't look into his eyes directly it's like looking into the sun
3: Right, because you can't
2: directly <laughs> you can't you burn your retinas. You can't directly right. look at his eyes because if right. you do, it's over already. It's like the game is over. He's won. Whatever. Seriously, he's though, to do. he
3: does have a, a presence, doesn't he? I mean, he's yeah, I mean, he's six foot five or whatever. Yeah, I, you know what yeah. I'm looking. At, he's, but he's I mean, I mean, he's person, just but...
2: you know, I've never I've never heard you know somebody i've never seen somebody quite like him in terms of just the he's he's always saying the right thing and and uh even even he even sounds naive sometimes um with the things that he says but at the same time you can see he believes it and he and he believes in this team and this team needs a little of that you know just kind of like you know what i really don't care i really don't care you know what what um what's happened here before or whatever uh, i'm i'm here to do this and i think we can do it and i think that the fun the, that that's a good point about the fun factor or whatever because when trevor story and nolan Arnato and charlie blackman are in the lineup together and the team <laughs> is struggling they all approach it they all react pretty much ge- generally speaking the same way and that I mean, is, there was some Tulowitzki going on there wasn't there yeah, yeah and um, that is to get yep. in the cage and just just rip balls after one after another and just keep yeah. going at it over and over again and not saying a word to and squeeze the
1: bat so tight that it turns to sawdust. It's just, yeah.
2: you, you, you don't, you need to have, you might need to have a little bit more, you know, like McMahon, McMahon's a goof, you know? I mean, he's just you need that. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I remember he, and he, and he was that way for like, as a rookie, you know, like when he just came up, like he's up there for like two months and he, he's we're at, we're in a scrum and uh I don't remember who, whose locker we were at, but we were in a scrum and, McMahon came over and he's like, "Hey, hey, let me have your phone." He took my took my phone and he's like, he like he like sticks it in the dude's face or his teammate's face or whatever, and he's trying to be like, "Okay, I'm a reporter now. I'm gonna ask questions." He's a rookie, and this is a, <laughs> this was a team that and Arnotto and Story and Blackman, of course, were on that on that yeah. roster, and so that kind of th- I, th- I kind of thought you know maybe this is the kind of fun loving guy that might lead the way, but if there are more coming,
1: then that could potentially help them. Speaking of Ryan McMahon. The rule changes, the, get rid of the shift, uh, the, the pitch clock, all those things, Drew. Which one is going to be, which Rocky and which rule change are going to mesh the best? I mean, I, I think it's McMahon and the sh- and no shift. Yeah. Maybe Charlie and no shift. But uh, are the Rockies going to take advantage of any of these rule changes? Can Carlos Gonzalez come out of uh, retirement? I will, and I, 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 te- no text,
2: I texted him, and, and the response <laughs> I got back was... Um, An essay?
3: <laughs>
2: no, it was very short. It was, oh, okay. at, it was very short and you know I, I want to get it right because it was I think it was an emoji. It was just one oh, emoji, and it yeah. was oh no, it was a Conan O'Brien emoji.
3: Phenomenal. Uh, oh,
2: so I don't funny. know what he's trying to say with that. But I don't know. I, I you know, I think he's kind of I think he's kind of saying why now and why not well, five is years Very ago. frustrating. So yeah. But anyway, but I, it's yeah, I, I think you're right. I think McMahon, Blackman. I'm I'm cons- I'm kind of wondering. It's kind of fascinating. I'm wondering if they're going to try to run a little bit more because they just didn't run
3: at all, at all. last season. Yeah. yeah, I I I think it'll be the entire infield really. McMahon probably the most because he's just the best at it. Well, Brandon Rogers. Now I should maybe I shouldn't say that because Rogers just won a whole, a whole bunch of awards and stuff. But also Tovar is is a an incredible athlete at shortstop and he's been dubbed from a very early on as a potential gold glove guy so you've got gold glove caliber third baseman gold glove caliber shortstop gold glove caliber second baseman and crone is no slouch at first he's pretty solid over there
2: gold glove second baseman in fact yeah yeah not
3: just caliber actual gold glove and then whenever crone's not in there tolia has long been considered a, a gold glove caliber First baseman, and uh, and he's pretty soft. so. So uh, yeah, I think the fact that they're going to have an incredibly athletic infield is going to mean that their infield defense is going to help them win more ball games that other teams aren't going to be able to keep up with. That they would have needed the shift to sort of cover their lack. Well, of – Well, but
1: offensively now, offensively um, you can't ground out to right field anymore, right? Uh, and so, and that's got to help. Charlie and McMahon both hit a ton of balls in that hole and got thrown out at first. So. Yeah.
3: Uh, I think those guys, uh, you know, we'll see if, if that ends up being the case with Tolia as well. Um, but yeah, Char- Charlie's got to be happy for. <laughs> like, all right, let me give me a few more. Is this is
2: this is this career. Charlie Blackman's farewell tour?
3: I think so. Right. I I just, it's
2: just hard to it's just hard to imagine him um, going away quietly, as far as like not in terms of a season and on the field and production, but as in just hanging him up because of how intense he is and the way he the way he you know, plays the game and his demeanor and everything else. But at the same time, you know, he doesn't have, I don't think he's got much more yeah. left. He, he, he was impressive for some stretches last year. But yeah. um, If he's, if he's a
1: full-time that... or a semi or almost full-time DH, he saves a lot of wear and tear. Maybe he can sustain for a whole season. Maybe. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And, and I'd love to see that be the way he goes out. And part of me thought, well, if he has a really good one, maybe he convinces himself. I can, I can do another year. But then I thought he, he might have the wisdom. And I, I actually think that he would, that if he has like a pretty solid season, Goes out here, can have a, you know, maybe hit double-digit home runs again and and really contribute, uh, hang him up on a good one.
2: Yeah, I agree. You know, hang, go hang out him him up on a good one. Do they, do they hang up his number at some
3: point? I they think. should. And, and I know they're weird about that. I, uh, <laughs> they're really weird about that, yes. I've actually, of the very few things you all know, I don't battle with the Rockies as hard as most people in the media, but I've battled with them on this actually several times, long before they – did the Larry Walker thing actually talk to to Larry about that a little bit. They really, really should. They need to be better about that in general. They should retire Don yeah. Baylor's number. Don Baylor they, needs to be up there. You know, uh, but it should happen almost immediately because he's the perfect guy who you retire his number for your team because – Ultimately, he's not going to have the numbers to put him in the Hall of Fame or anything like that. But he's a Hall of Fame Rocky, no question, without a doubt. He meant so much to this organization. They should I'll, show uh, that hey, Drew, respect. Drew,
1: yeah. I'm going to stir, yeah. stir up the pot. Since you and Manny have agreed way too much on this podcast, yeah. you guys never agree this much. Yeah. But in our waning moments here, I'm going to stir it up a little bit. Here's somebody whose number they should retire. Nolan Arenado. Earl Baines had his number retired by the Texas Rangers three weeks after he was traded by the Texas Rangers. He was still playing. All right. I'll start.
2: I'll tell I'll 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 I'll, I'll be the top of the inning here. Okay. I think here's why, because it lines up with my philosophy and in these things is, was he a great player? Just like with the hall of fame, was he a great player? And he won eight glow gloves. He hit how many homers did he hit? 200. I don't have the numbers. 130. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, that's a that's a guy for your team, and he you know you hang that up. But at yep. the same time, I'm I'm a you know I, I'm a little surprised myself at I don't know how much uh, how how much I didn't I was surprised at how many Rockies fans out there still harbor some less than positive feelings about Nolan Arno. Drew does. I although, don't harbor any although, no you don't and fact, like you story. said he
1: should have been the MVP last year. That's right. right
3: that's right.
2: I wouldn't go I that far. I but... do
1: think
3: he made he's made several massive mistakes in slighting Colorado Rockies fans and I 100% understand why people hold what he has said against him. I also think it was very clear that he browbeat his way out of town in a way that if a lot of other people did uh, it would be seen as prima donna behavior and I thought it was interesting that he got a pass for it largely because I think people Also, just hate the Rockies more. And so... (laughs) fair enough uh but but i thought there was a so here's my fiery take i stretched before and i'm going to get it in okay. fast because i know we're about to yep, end about here done. here's if they're going to retire nolan arenado's number not why not retire troy Tulowitzki's number he was the more talented natural player he actually played the more important position he took the team to a world series he actually has more wins above replacement in a colorado rockies uniform for you there man he i a
2: better I hitter say, i by say far. i say i say put the number two up. i there. can't argue I'd yeah. like to argue I can't.
1: Yeah. And all the Blake Street Julo bombers. Was the better yeah.
2: Rocky than Nolan Aronado. Mini Castilla. I mean, come on, like they're guys that need Just to do be up them there. Like... Yeah, D- you that's know where the, we the are. Giants are running out of numbers literally in San Francisco. Well, you know what they, the <laughs> Brewers? What the Brewers do is the Brewers <laughs> have a
1: walk of have a walk of fame and a hall and all that yeah. stuff for a bunch of guys. But, hey, hey, Drew, it's been good having you on again. Thanks, we man. appreciate it. it. We got to run. We will talk you to you again down the road. The great Drew Krisman, Mile High Sports. Check him out, MileHighSports.com. Drew, thanks very much, and we will talk to you again soon. Anytime. There he goes. Say, Manny, time for your closer. Who you got this week? You gonna rip on me again? Uh,
2: I just, I just, I just said Deion Sanders maybe should play center field. I don't know. I was ripping on you last week, but here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna bring it this time. Right, we'll to close this thing out.
1: We'll be back right after this. It's the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. Stay with us
0: for the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars, past and present. Look no further than DenverAutographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall. Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at DenverAutographs.com.
1: The place to catch all the big game action is at Stoney's Bar and Grill, now with four great locations, including Winter Park and the original at 11th and Lincoln. Great food, great service, and unrivaled game day atmosphere. There's no better place to watch your favorite teams in action. To find out more, check out Grill.com.
2: Apparently, Mark took last week's closer a little personally. So this edition of The Closer is dedicated to Mark Knutson, the first Colorado Rocky who was actually born in Colorado. The Astros selected Mark in the third round of the 1982 draft out of Colorado State University. On July 8, 1985, when I was just 22 months old, Mark made his Major League debut for Houston against the Phillies at the Astrodome. Mark's finest season on the mound came in 1989, while with the Brewers, in 123 and two-thirds innings, he posted a 3.35 ERA and a 1.12 whip. Mark loves WHIP, so that should make him proud. Notably, on August 3, 1990, a star was born at Mark's expense. An enormous rookie slugger for the White Sox, a kid named Frank Thomas, absolutely obliterated a fastball from Mark that was headed toward the outside part of the plate. This thing was a missile and carried him so hard off the very top of the wall in right field that it rolled back halfway to the infield before someone flagged it down. By that time, Thomas was on third and Yvonne Calderon and Carlton Fisk had both scored for Chicago. Given that he got his first career hit and the first of only 12 career triples, off none other than Mark Knudsen is what told you right then and there that the man who would come to be known as the Big Hurt was destined for the Hall of Fame someday. I really gotta say, I wish we had StatCast back then for Thomas's blast. The color commentator on the call at County Stadium in Milwaukee that day said he thought Thomas, quote, Nailed it right out of here, unquote, when it thundered off Thomas's bat. Man, I mean, that thing was, what were we talking about again? Oh, yeah, Mark Knudsen. So here's to you, Mark. You're a great baseball man and a great co-host on this podcast. You're also a good sport for putting up with the likes of me.
1: See what I got to put up with around here? Okay, that'll do it for another episode of the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. Our thanks to Drew Creasman from Mile High Sports for sharing his takes and not arguing with Manny for a change. We'll find out soon enough if the Rockies youth movement is for real and if I can ever stop hearing about Frank Thomas. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and
0: search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.